and welcome back to another episode of I'll Be the Judge of That. I am your host, Adam Eagle Rock, and with me today, my co-host, Evan Ryan Lewis. How are you doing? I'm doing great as always, Adam. I love seeing you back in your hosting chair. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Do you have a story of the week? Uh, I do, actually. It's been a while since I, I've had a story of the week. I do, too. Oh, okay. I'll do mine really quickly then. Yeah. Because um, well, mine mine leads into a topic anyway, so... Okay, perfect. So Go my story it. of the week is that our mutual friend was at the beach uh, with his with his wife and dog recently up in Malibu, just you know enjoying a nice sunny day, and the police were on the beach, like writing mm. tickets for people drinking or whatever the case may be, and there was no dogs allowed on the beach. Mm. So the policeman walks up, and you know our friends like. Um, we'll just pretend like we're from like another, like out of the country and like, we don't know the rules or whatever, you know? So the policeman's like, hi, you're not allowed to have like, you know, the dog on the beach. And he said he used a French accent. He was like, oh, what? I did not know. You know, like (laughs) this is new to me. I'm not from here. Like blah, 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 blah. Thinking like that would just like make anything legal. And he ended up getting a, a ticket, like a citation from the officer, like a 20 minute exchange that he did entirely in a fake French accent. The entire thing. 20 minutes with the police officer in yeah, a, yeah. French ac- a fake French accent. Yeah, exactly. This is so absurd. <laughs> I know. Um, so that's my story of the week. Um, what did you have? So, you know, the, the, the Powerball and the Mega Millions is up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't consider myself lucky by any means. But I played the lottery, okay? And not just played it. I played it heavy for me. I spent $40 <laughs> on lottery tickets. Wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. The lottery comes, and I hit, and I won the lottery. <laughs> and so I'm freaking out, and I call my girlfriend and I say I just won the lottery she said what I said yeah it says here that if you get the powerball you win four (laughs) dollars and I got the powerball uh-huh she goes you didn't win the lottery and I was like well I definitely did not lose the lottery Uh uh-huh and she's like no you lost you lost how much was the ticket I said twenty dollars she said you lost sixteen dollars I said, what's with you in the glass half empty? I won $4. <laughs> you did win so in the lottery. That, that's my topic, really. Yeah. It's like, can you say you won the lottery? If it's if not you, the jackpot. Like, what's, the, what's the cutoff? I think that you have to profit like a, a good amount. You definitely can't like, lose and say you won the lottery. I didn't lose. Well, I you won. put 40 in, and how much did you get out? Seven. Yeah, yeah you, that's I, not a I win. hit on the other one too, three bucks. <laughs> no, no, not a win the lottery. Uh, I think you have to make like, I think probably tens of thousands of dollars, honestly. You, so you think like the threshold, like ten, tens of, so like 10,000? T- yeah, and you won the lottery for $40? Right, Fi- 500? Yeah, that's like a, that's like a hot slot machine. 
listen, if you went into the if you went to the roulette table and put forty on and and hit five hundred, yeah, you'd be like, I just I just freaking won, like I scored yeah. at the. But win the lottery implies like a big win. Like if you win the lottery, you would think you never have to work again. Not that like so then you what's get a third the, of your well, room covered at the hotel in Vegas. <laughs> my my. The, what I ended up saying is I told my brother-in-law, I said, listen, man, like I won the lottery, but you know, I'm, I, I want to stand true to my character. So I'm going to be a humble guy. I'm going to keep my job. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to buy anything extravagant. I'm going to head down and just focus on what I need to do and not really be flashy about it. Yeah. Um, you won the lottery, but so it's the, not going to change you. It's not, you know, it's yeah. not going to change mm-hmm. me, but <laughs> It, it it showed trust in the system, really. You know. Yeah. Well. So my right. I ultimately, like, can you? What What do you say if you won? If you play. If you put down twenty and you won a hundred, what do you say? You say I won a hundred dollars in the lottery. If you win the lottery, it's it's got to be big. Okay, I'll keep that in mind tonight at seven yeah. o'clock. And let us know out there if anyone out there wins the lottery. We love gambling here. And I'll be the judge of that. Um, okay, should we start the show? Let's do it. You're up, Buttercup. Okay, my first topic. Um, I was out in Yosemite National Park over the weekend. Shout out Yosemite. Yes. Um, if someone hires a, a like a private tour and you happen to come across that group, can you eavesdrop on a private tour? This could also apply to museums or like walking tours. If you come across a private tour, can you eavesdrop on it? The concept of private is just comical in a public space, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they've got the headphones in, mm-hmm. you know, you ever been in a museum and they everyone's got the headphones? Yeah, well, that's different. That's a recorded right. tour. So you can't okay. eavesdrop on that. What are you going to ask someone for their earbud? <laughs> so some people don't know this, but in in college, I actually did tours for the university. I could totally see I thought that. it was a great opportunity to meet a lot of people and why not? They also paid me. And if I saw someone with like, you know, the eyebrows raised and like the one mm-hmm. eye looking at me, like I and they're not part of my group, oh, I'd reel them in so fast. I'd be like, Are you trying to eavesdrop on this conversation? Well, guess what, pal? You're now part of the tour. All right. Uh-huh. And welcome here to the library. At the library. <laughs> And I would just go off, right? So you would say something. I, yeah, I'd call them out. But like I also didn't really care as much. But like if you're at a national yes, a hundred percent you can you can eavesdrop on a private tour. How about out of museum? What's the, also, what's the cost? Of, I don't of know, but like tour. let's say like let's say your family and other family they hire a guide, you know, like you want that to be your experience. Like how long can I follow them along for, you know? Can that's I ask a, a question. Great, that's a you know? better question. That's a yeah. better question. Because I was walking through Yosemite and they're like, <laughs> do you guys know how old these trees are? And like, I want to know, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Well, and, good tour guide gets, yeah. gets the captive attention, right? Yeah. And the guide was like a little slow and some of them are 700 years old. Some of them can be thousands of years old. And here's how we know. And here's how all. And I was like, you know, I want to listen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> can you do that? Well, I also think like the concept of like the eavesdrop is also like how the tour gets its publicity. 
Mm-hmm. Like the the tour only gets publicity through word of mouth, right? Like I don't think anyone's showing up to Yosemite being like, "Do you guys offer tours?" And uh-huh. like, what are and, and like, there's like a f- variety of options. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I feel like it's going to be, you know, Jack and Jill went on this great things, found a tour guide. Cause yeah, I don't know. Totally. And they told their friend about it and they're like, yeah. you got to hit Scott up. He's so fun. Yeah. He'll take you and to so the Louvre. Like, He'll take you to the Eiffel Tower. Right. To, you know, and then I'm walking down the Champs-Élysées and come across Scott. Like, I can't just like tag along or what's the deal? <laughs> no, but that's, I think that's their marketing is the yeah. eavesdrop. Uh-huh. It's like a preview. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, you got a little bit, but wait till what happens after lunch. And then you're like, well, I can't, I can't eat lunch with them. Right. So you got to now book Scott <laughs> tomorrow and be like, what um, happens after lunch? Okay, so how can you do this and how long can you do this for if you can? Yes, you can. And I, I think you got like, depending on how many people are there, I think you got like two stops with the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was like a ton of people and you could blend right in, you know, whatever, ride till you die. But no, if it's just like a group of eight and then like you and and your significant other or your friend hiking, like you got like two stops and then you got to carry on. I got to find like, out. I think it's like less than 30 seconds. That's it? Yeah. You can't hang around a tour for more than a minute or two. No way. Yeah. Pretend you're tying your shoe or something. You got a chameleon in, man. You got to like, <laughs> you got to check. Now you can't find your water bottle conveniently in your yeah. bag. You know, maybe like, if you oh, ask how, a question, it gives you some legitimacy. You can't ask questions. No, <laughs> no. That That's the hard line. You cannot partake in the participant at action of said tour. That's hysterical, okay. though. So did you do right. it? I mean, I listened for like 20 or 30 seconds, but, you know, I would never join a tour. I would never, like, you know, book a tour for myself. You know, somebody, I didn't want to be on a tour, also, obviously, but for like a minute there. Right. Okay. Why don't you throw one in here, Adam? All right. All right. What are you, Matthew McConaughey? All right, all right, all right. Okay, so here's the story first, and then I'll ask the topic. The story is that my girlfriend used to stay at her friend in LA's house a lot, and then she met me, and then she we started dating. Now she stays at my house. Now her friend in LA had since moved to Paris, so she just happened to come back to LA for three weeks. Okay. The friend? The friend. And my girlfriend was like, well, you know, is it is it okay if my friend comes and stays at the house? I said, sure, of course. Like, and she's like, listen, like, and she gave me the story. I always used to stay at her house for like two months, you know, like whatever. Okay. So her friend comes over and she's very sweet and very respectful and very nice. But she does one thing that drives me insane. She, I guess, is habitually known, unbeknownst to me, for sleeping through her alarm (laughs) and setting her alarm at unreasonable times. Uh Now, I'm a morning person. 
right? Uh-huh. I, I, I don't mind waking up four four fifteen like that. I, I like that. But when your alarm is the also the uh-huh. like it's not, uh-huh. you know, yeah, going off at four o'clock and you're deep in your REM cycle and uh-huh. nothing's pulling you out of it. And my girlfriend's asleep. This other girl's asleep, and she's on the couch. And like, what am I? What am I going to do? Go go digging through the couch to find her alarm? Like, like you have to wake her up. I think. So I have so many topics with this, right? So it's like the first topic is if you're that girl, should you be changing your alarm schedule, knowing that you're going to sleep through it? I mean, what does she do? Just what's the point of having an alarm if it doesn't wake you up? She hasn't figured out like a different method. I I think her method, which I don't think she is conscious about, is the alarm wakes up other people who then wake (laughs) her up. I guess that works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's an annoying. It's it's like the annoying sound alarm. It's not like that's a horrible alarm. Right. Right. It's terrible. Uh, quick side story. I was having lunch with a friend yesterday and, um, we're just chatting and then this song comes on in the restaurant. He like suddenly like jerks. I was like, what? He's like, oh my God. I was like, what? He goes, that's the song that my alarm is every day. It's, it's this weird thing. Like I, I had the same thing with this, uh, 101 Dalmatians piano riff. That was my, (laughs) that's my alarm forever. And then like, same deal. Like I saw it on iTunes one time and I like, I, I had this like weird anxiety and I was like, I can't just give me the stock alarm. Yeah. The, the, you're in a bunker getting bombed sound needs to go away. There's no reason. No. If anyone has that, you're crazy. It's, it, it, it's gotta be something that like, it can't be replicated in like, it, yeah, no, no. So topic how should you approach your alarm situation you should have an alarm that only wakes you up and not anyone else she's actually doing it the exact wrong way she's waking up every well except for herself me it woke me up i woke my girlfriend up i said you need to now wake her up because i'm not good digging through there now everyone's awake and it's at 4 15 in the morning and i was kind of actually like happy the first time the second time i was like i'm sleeping in today you know, I'll sleep uh-huh. until 5, 5.15 or something. Bah, bah, 4 o'clock, I'm up. Why is her alarm going off at 4 in the morning? Because she's working it on, on Europe, on Paris time. But, like, not because she's not really waking <laughs> up. So Yeah, something doesn't add up here to me. <laughs> okay, second part of this is... In the situation I described, my girlfriend stayed at her house a lot. Now they're just friends, right? And they, she lived in a house with like three other girls. So like they would come, they're all best friends. Everyone's hanging out. Everything's great. Well, now like this is a different living situation, right? Uh It's a couple. Uh Me and my girlfriend live in this house. And like, then you come and again, it has nothing to do with her. She's a very sweet girl and everything was great. So like there, if she's listening, you were awesome. It conceptually though, I was thinking mm-hmm. about it for the podcast. How long mm-hmm. can she stay for? Like what is a reasonable amount of time? Yeah. So conceptually, because she was great. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh conceptually, 
I think that she can stay for like maybe a week. A week, right? Which is a lot, yeah. Because of how close she is with your girlfriend. And yet your girlfriend has, she has to stay at her house and so, and so on. But right. after that, like you have a say too. Right. That that's I I was thinking something around that. I was also like, I'm leaving this weekend and so are you. What is, is your friend now are we giving her a key? Like mm-hmm. like like And uh conceptually, if this happened and you were out of town that weekend, would you give someone the key? No. 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 Interesting. I okay. mean my girlfriend could give her the key. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, but I, I no. Hey, do you mind if she stays like while we're gone this weekend? It's like, okay, yeah. But like, you know how how long are we doing this for? Uh-huh. Three weeks, four yeah. weeks, with yeah. alarms going off at four. <laughs> no one waking up. Yeah. Also, another topic with it, which which I forgot to say this one. And this is the last one on the front saying here is. So in the beginning, when this happens, right, there's a good friend of my girlfriend. I'm cooking everyone dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm texting my girlfriend going, what do you want to eat tonight? And what does your friend want to eat tonight? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so like, I yeah, did yeah. that like three, three nights. And then I'm like, hey, is she joining us for dinner tonight? You know, uh-huh. like, like what do I do? She's just sitting here and I'm just cooking for for me and my girlfriend and that's it. And we sit down and we're eating dinner and she's over here starving. Like, like what is the hospitality that you need to do? I mean, if you're hosting someone, you should be feeding them. I think I'm not the one trying to host. (laughs) Yeah. Well, someone needs to feed the guests, but it was like a, a favor for them, you know? Yeah, but you should do it. I, I have a, I have something similar where if you have a roommate and your girlfriend comes over for dinner, should you cook for your roommate as well? Like, they're right. gonna have, That's a great question. They're going to have to eat dinner at some point, like probably on the same time as you. There's only one table, you know? Like, are we going like, to be like making two separate meals at the same time? Or is it, you know? That's, a, that's an amazing <laughs> question. That's an amazing question. What's the move there? Yes, you do it. And I'll tell you why. I lived with my brother. And when his girlfriend came over, I think like one time he didn't make dinner for me. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, it was different because we're brothers, but we were also roommates. And like, I kind of, I was a little hurt. Like, I was a little like, like yeah. not that I was expecting it, but like. It, it was because it, it wasn't like a romantic evening that they, yeah. You, you know, you got to you got to at least make enough for the other person. Yeah, we moved. That's a we great moved into that When I last uh, when we moved into that apartment in Brentwood, uh, right. it was like Valentine's Day, like the week we moved in. I was out of town, yeah. but um. There's like a great story. I can't remember which one. Either Joe or Kyle was like having like Valentine's Day dinner with their girlfriend, and the other one was just like sitting in the apartment, like trying to set up the furniture. <laughs> yeah, so you, you got that's a that's a phenomenal <laughs> topic, actually. Um, 
I think you should make the third person dinner and include them because it's so awkward otherwise. I did, but like to, to, to how many days though, you know, like am, yeah. I, grocery, am I buying three steaks now yeah. when I grocery yeah, shop? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you're hosting someone, yeah. That's why it's such a pain in the ass to host. I think three days is like the limit they say like traditionally. But you're saving you standard can time for three days. Yeah, likewise. Okay, should I throw a topic in here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this one comes from Alexa in New Jersey, and she wants to know if you're in a group fitness class, a yoga class, a soul cycle class, can you switch stations, locations halfway through the class? No, that's a hard no. If really? you're sitting down in a soul cycle class and you put yeah. your sweaty body all over a bike and you decide i guess it's not really that big of a deal right because the other yeah, side yeah that's is that's bacon. irrelevant but like what if you're next to someone who's like coughing or annoying and there's like another bike you see on the other side like half or same with yoga you know like you're next to someone you don't want to be next to can you just get up halfway and switch locations and finish the class I I have to be honest with you, like I haven't been in a class that has had room to do so. Well, so I'm gonna I, have to make you use your crazy imagination <laughs> to imagine that there is one more space in the room. I know. I and like nah, like nah, nah, nah. It, it's too it's too big. Like everyone sees it. It's yeah, you're not for like sure. if you're in the back. <laughs> If you get into okay, let's say you get into a, a, a soul cycle class and you or a bike class or whatever, a spin class, if you will, and you get on the, and, and you're in the you're in the front, back, whatever, and anywhere, and your and your bike's not working, yeah, you could like you know after like five minutes, mm. from it, you could jump over, sure, interesting point. But like if you're sitting in a spin class and you're in the back. And like you see an open spot in like the second row on the left, and you're in the back right. Like you're not mate. You're not disrupting this class. Like everyone sees it. I don't. That's the definition of like the social dilemma. And I wouldn't do it. I would mm. not. I I would stomach it. Thirty five dollars to that fucking Barry's class. I'm standing on that treadmill and I ain't leaving. I, <laughs> I like. Unfortunately, it's broken. But I'm too scared to just have everyone be like, "Where is he going?" And it's a it's a class full of strangers usually too. Uh, can you just leave entirely? Yeah, can you just get up and walk do. out? Really? Yeah, yeah. You can't re-enter. Mm. It's a one way. It's a one way. You can never see those people again. No, it's just like yeah, if mid class, you could get up and leave, sure. But like, you better not show your face ten minutes later. Like, you want to know a funny story? That? I yeah. was I was in a yoga class one time and like there's like this waiting room where you like you leave your shoes and all this stuff and then go into the yoga class wasn't for me wasn't feeling it I'm like I'm just gonna bail there was like a back door right by my mat so I didn't have to um, you know cross the class so I go out the right. back door and then I go to get my shoes and that door was locked so I had to wait for the class to end and then I'm like hey I uh, forgot my shoes and like everyone you know trailed off past me but i do think you can leave the class just don't go back why why did you leave you know i wasn't planning on getting into this today but i really don't like shavasana which is like the last five or ten minutes of every yoga class <laughs> yeah that, i really yeah. dislike it so i what usually don't you like about it 
I don't like lying in the dark with a bunch of sweaty strangers. Like it doesn't do anything for me. Like I'm there to like stretch and do the yoga. I'll do nap time on my own in my bed. Like I don't like get me out of here. You know, I just don't enjoy it. And it's great to be the first one out. You get the parking validated. You're on your way. So I, I don't do yoga anymore because I've gotten into it with enough yoga instructors about this. But I just I don't like I don't like shavasana, so I leave. That's so funny. I that's you stand okay let me get this straight so if the question is in in this whole thing can you switch spots right fine Mm -hmm. and then you ask can you leave and you're telling me that the opportune time for you to leave a yoga class is at the most meditative place where no one wants a disruption is when you're like and leave before that i don't leave in the middle of it when they when they turn down the music like something much quieter they turn the lights down and they start preaching about something that doesn't make sense you know like that's the time for me to like roll up the mat you know when they're like your energy is in the universe tonight so think deeply i'm like all right where's my water bottle where's my shoes i ain't doing nap time here today with you guys so are you thinking about this though like the whole class like can you relax during a yoga class are you like when is shinasava uh no, I back in my yoga days, I was I used to do yoga a fair amount. I actually really enjoyed like the stretching and the posing. You can get good workouts. I still do like a lot of the poses in my living room, honestly. But yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing the nap time with everyone at the end. <laughs> I'm out. Bro, of it's like two minutes. It's like three minutes. Yeah, like you're disrupting That's... a whole class <laughs> to, to validate your parking earlier. What so is you're this, with the, the yoga instructors of a Dodger game. Yeah, get out of there. So you're on the you're on the yoga instructor side on this one. I I mean, d- d- am I buying into to to a lot of no? Like, I have a I have a hard time actually not laughing in yoga, and, and <laughs> I love doing yoga. I love doing sweat yoga. That's like that's the only one I do. I love it. It's like it's just glorified stretching in a sauna. So I was like, this is great. The problem I have was is the instructor's uh description of said poses because they usually throw in some like random animal mixed mm-hmm. with like a, an adverb like you know or or some sort of verb that the that this animal's doing like uh-huh and, and they always advance it like it's always like it starts in one th- thing that's like did she just say a uh, pigeon stretch right and then it's like into a drinking pigeon. And yeah. then I'm like, what the fuck is a drinking pigeon? You know? And it's like, and swing your leg into a grasshopper sitting on the pigeon's head. And I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? And so I'm uh-huh. over here trying to keep my cool and not crack up. And then at the end, yeah, they do the whole song and dance about like how that the pigeon and the grasshopper became best friends through like trial and error and like upside. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll just go out and say it. The yogis have lost their mind, at least in L.A. <laughs> Gone. Well, Gone. The, the, the issue is, uh, I'll be honest. Great like, workout. Love the stretch. Teachers well, are off the rockers. It's just like a looney tune. The, <laughs> and the issue that I'm, I have is like, to be completely honest, it's the location, right? So if these people, I- instructors, weren't in L.A., like, and like I didn't see them at Erwan, like for some reason it would be like way better. But just like the whole, the whole, uh, 
what do you call it, persona? Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's so stereotypical and it's so mm-hmm. true. It's like, we're going to be doing this in an attic on Venice and there's going to be tapestries <laughs> and candles lit everywhere. And at the end, we're all going to give each other a hug. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then 10 minutes later, they're asking for tips and then they're going to buy $25 juices at fucking Air One. So I'm trying to figure out here what is going on in Tibet that people are just <laughs> pumping out these... <laughs> People with tattoos west of the 405. Can someone explain that? There's like some kind of transport service. Yeah, it's like they they all they all know about that tour guide in Tibet named Scott, who's just (laughs) captured everyone's attention and left them with a way to make $25 an hour. And I don't get it. Shavasana. Okay. That was a huge tangent on my Shavasana and uh, opinions on yoga, but do you think you can move locations halfway through a yoga class? No, no. Or a, a group class? No. Yeah, I, no, no. There, there is this like the sweat yoga. I, the answer is no. But the sweat yoga I do, like there's certain areas of the room that get very hot, and like so, if you wanted to switch to like the back of the room, I think that you know, like you have your excuse, like that's okay. But like if you're in a soul cycle class and like the you're just like, yo, the person next to you is just like pouring sweat every like you can't sorry. <laughs> like you chose number seventeen, like sucks. I think you can move actually. You're out of your mind. But I clearly have no respect for the group workout class. Um Adam, you want to throw one in here? Okay. This is just straight up a freaking pet peeve. So you already know where I stand just by me the tone of my voice by me saying this topic. And I think I've actually complained to you about it, but the topic is, can you make outgoing calls when your phone's on DND? There's a group of people, specific group of people that I'm friends with that are doing this. Their phone's just like, always on DND. Always. So you're saying if you call them back, it goes straight to voicemail anyways. Straight to voicemail. Straight to voicemail. Dude, you just called me. Right. So I'm like, oh, he must be on the phone or making another call. Okay, so I wait five minutes and I make the call back. Boom, hit it again. So I go to text and I see the the notifications have been silenced. And I'm Uh like, what the fuck? No. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can't be texting. You can't do anything outbound if you're blocking inbound. I think you can text. I have no problem with that. Because you will get it if you, someone texts back. The phone call you don't get. It's unbelievable. It's, it's an unbelievable thing. I, I am a huge fan of D&D between the hours of you sleeping and you waking up. Uh-huh. That's it. Whenever those hours mm-hmm. are, D&D, totally respectable. You want to meditate? Mm-hmm. D&D, fine. You're living your day at the office, at, at the barista shop, at, mm-hmm. at surfing, <laughs> just just living on D&D so no one's uh-huh. bothering you, but you could bother everyone else. Uh-huh, yeah. And they can't even reach you back. Hey, man, I can't, listen, I got a crazy story. Give me a call. Boom, D&D right to voicemail. What are we doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> no one even checks voicemails anyway. So, like, what are, we, what are we doing? Yeah, it's such a funny one. There should be a setting where, like, or, or uh, you know, a feature where anyone you call, if they call you back, like within two minutes, it's your ring. Even if you're on it D&D. Opens or you should the be able gate. to set that. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. 
It's you, a great you point. Get this, like, tele, you get this like, I'm thinking of like Thor for some reason, like this, this beam uh-huh. that you get and it's open for two minutes. Right. And right. you either make the call back. I like, that's a phenomenal idea. Bezos. Yeah. Or, uh, Steve. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I, 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 it is, I get your annoyance, but I think you can do it. You can't do it. it, it it's, but I get where you're coming from. No, there's the, the, the focus. The focus yeah. section? Wait. Yeah. So no maybe, outbound calls. Maybe we need a little shinasava, motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Man. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Another great episode of All Be the Judge of That. Um, I'm your co-host, Evan Ryan Lewis. And I'm Adam Eberrock. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>